This show is now called Kerbo Fat Kids. <laughs> Megan Peters, Nina Vento. Um, our editor and theme songwriter, Kevin Frost, doesn't want to sit in the room with us anymore, <laughs> but he'll be editing this afterwards. <laughs> oh, you can't say Thank you, love. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first thing we really want to just talk about today, it's a little bit of old news now. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we were real fired up about it before. But uh, people were sick, people couldn't get together. What happened? It's all right. <laughs> still relevant. It's still relevant because it is still available. So the thing that we really wanted to talk about was uh, Weight Watchers for Kid. I believe it's Curbo or Kirby. Yeah, I think I it's Curbo. Curbo. I got my information. I have notes. Didn't write down the name of the app. <laughs> um, <laughs> so recently, Weight Watchers has put out an app for kids called Curbo. If we're wrong, I'll just voice over later what the <laughs> no, actual name yeah. <laughs> We're agreeing that it's Kerbo. Yeah. Um, with this it is app, Kerbo. With this app, children are going to uh, be keeping track of what they're eating, calorie intake. They're going to be keeping track of their weight, their weight loss. Their goal is to lose, I believe, one to two pounds a week. There is also games, uh, including red light, green light which is for bad food, good food. So if there's a cupcake on the screen, the kids are gonna put red light because they can't eat cupcakes. If there is a broccoli on the screen, they're gonna put green light because broccoli is good for you. I didn't oh. know it was that intense. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, I've been doing a lot of research, I've been having a lot of conversations with people about it personally, and uh, it seems that the, the plus size or the full figured or the fat girl, whatever, community seems to be the most upset about it uh and the reason for that i mean i'm sure the reasons vary but a lot of it is a, a lot of us have been fed and fed and fed spoiler not food but <laughs> diet life diet language diet life has been fed to a lot of plus size full figured people their entire lives if they started out full figured or if they started out chubby as a kid or if they became uh, bigger as teens or, or adults uh, diet life has been stuffed down all of our throats um what are your first thoughts on weight watchers for kids curbo so i had a really emotional reaction to it which was I was actually really surprised by it that all of a sudden when I started reading about the stuff, I just was like flashback to being eight years old sitting in a Weight Watchers meeting with my dad and just feeling that shame. And um, my initial feeling was even at eight years old, I thought to myself, what did I do wrong to get to this point? Um, and it just hit me that I've carried that shame around with me since I've been eight. Um, so with that said, I did have, and I feel like a lot of us did, I think the release of it brought up a lot of those feelings. Um, some of the problems I found with it, with being, like looking into it after the fact is, 
it's trying to be packaged as we're just here to help instead of being packaged as we're losing customers so now we're going to try to make customers out of other eight-year-olds i know a lot of people i talk to who live in larger bodies felt very similar and it shook up a lot of feelings for people that's how i felt yeah i agree well i mean to be honest with you when it first came out full disclosure i was like okay cool like I didn't have a tool when I was young to to find out what I should and shouldn't be eating because I ate, could eat, and did eat whatever I wanted. Growing older, I had no sense of what what was right, not right and wrong. I shouldn't use that language. Um, but what is healthier than, you know what I mean? As Cookie Monster says, what's a sometimes food? Yeah. And what's an always Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> And Cookies my sometimes, sometimes, not never, right. sometimes. <laughs> right. And my sometimes, sometimes foods are all always foods for me. And I never kind of learned that balance. Um, so at first, because like you said, super on the surface, it looks like that's what it would be, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but having conversations and and stuff, you realize it's really not healthy, and that's not like mentally healthy. It's, you shouldn't be, you know, and putting the what's right and wrong or good and bad on food is not healthy. And I, I think, Jamie, you said that, um, I think you made a good point. Like, this isn't free. Like, who's going to be paying for this? Not mm-hmm. the people, you know, who, who, or like children who don't necessarily know or and need, would like a tool, you know, not even to lose weight, just to see what's healthy and w- what I should be eating and what's going to help me feel better or feel healthy aren't necessarily going to have the access to it. It's going to be people that are, like you said, already on Weight Watchers or doing whatever and and very weight conscious and stuff, putting that on their, projecting that on their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I will say that they, I don't want to say did right, because I don't feel like they're doing anything right, Right. is that uh, you can't just sign up. You can't just sign your child up. You have to have a doctor's note. You have mm-hmm. to have a doctor okay it. Now, on the surface, that's good, because mm-hmm. that means stage moms with mm-hmm. already partially anorexic daughters aren't going to be signing their daughter up for this <laughs> right. unless they have a doctor's note. Mm-hmm. The issue is, is that um, as, I'm sorry, I'm trying to block my cat from walking <laughs> on everything, including the computer and mic, um, but like one of the, one of the bad things is that, great, a doctor's note, but doctors Fat people and doctors have a very precarious relationship. Yes. We're judged not necessarily on the health of our metrics. So we're not judged on our blood pressure and our cholesterol and our diabetic diabetic numbers alone. We're also judged on weight. And we're judged harshly for it in Mm -hmm. most cases. And we're judged based on these BMI charts, which are ludicrous. They are insane. <laughs> there are people that I look at that I would be like, that's a normal looking human being. That is an average human being. We're all normal looking human beings, but that is an average size person. Mm-hmm. And that person is listed as obese yeah. on the BMI scale. So I think what we need to do before we start claiming that five or one out of five kids is obese in America and that, you know, they need this is that we need to look at what really is 
obese and what really is fat and what really is unhealthy. Ouchies, Josephine. I just got scratched by a kitty. Um, <laughs> but um, so I think that's really important that we look at those. I had a I had a a normie friend who posted that she was very excited about the Weight Watchers for kids, and that you know I went to her. I felt very. I think we had a good conversation that that I needed her to know why she was wrong, <laughs> and that it's not always a good thing. Um, I love that. I would love it if we had the motivation to help kids be active, to help kids make good choices without restricting, without telling them they can't. Like, if a kid has is diabetic and can't have sugar, of course, teach them they can't eat that sugar. Right. But if a kid is overweight, and and you're telling them they can never have chocolate, guess what's going to happen when that kid gets chocolate? They're going to binge that chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they're going to go in the opposite direction. Uh, right. I, I have some some statistics that I wrote down. Yeah, good. So I don't know where I wrote these down from. <laughs> um, most of it, some of these are from, some of these are from actual uh, clinics that help with kids with eating disorder. Uh, one of them is 35% of dieters become pathological. 20 to 25% of them develop eating disorders. Time Magazine said that 80% of all children diet by fourth grade. Wow. 80% of all children diet by eighth grade. 50% of girls 11 to 13 see themselves as overweight. Children under 12 admitted for eating disorders has increased 119% in the last, last decade. Wow. So something that they've definitely, that we can prove with statistics is that diet, diet talk and diet life uh, can, lead, can lead to eating disorders, whether mm-hmm. it be and it doesn't just have to be anorexia and bulimia. It can be overeating. It can be binging alone. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, body dysmorphia. I have a close friend who's been dieting her whole life, and the way that she looks at herself is not the way that she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to say I have reverse body dysmorphia because I think <laughs> I am slender and gorgeous. And then I see a picture, and I'm like, who's that lady? <laughs> Me and Jamie both have that. (laughs) But uh, one of the things that I really wanted to look at, because what I'm hearing from people when they say that, uh, you know, the bigger problem is obesity and not the eating disorders that diet culture can lead to, is that being fat is worse than having an eating disorder. Right, right. So what I did was I looked up mortality rates for eating disorders in children. Let me see. It, according to the AAP News and Journal, anorexia nervosa, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. mortality rate is five and six percent. Wow. It's kind of low. Yeah. But they can die of things like starvation, heart failure, their kidneys can fail. Mm. There is no mortality rate for fat kids. There is nothing that really? says children die yeah. from being fat. Now, there are complications with being overweight. Right. High blood pressure, fatty liver, cholesterol, diabetes. 
these things are not things we want for our children. We want our children to make good choices. We want our children to go outside and play and be active and, and do things that lead them to having a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But they gain a little weight, they're not going to die from it. Right. If, right. They, if they diet to the point of getting an eating disorder, there is a chance they're going to die from that eating disorder. I'm not saying dieting kills children. Right, right. I'm saying that dieting, much like obesity can lead to these things, which mm -hmm. then can lead to, yes, if a child with diabetes, type, type 2 diabetes, doesn't manage it, mm -hmm. there's not good things in store for that child. Right. Mm -hmm. But in the same side, if a child that's dieting develops one of these eating disorders, which is very likely, because even if it's not one of these five to six percent that that are passing away, mm -hmm. eating disorders are way more common than we think they are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think also though, like if you want to get into disordered eating, even just like on a mild scale, I'm sure most of us in this room have some form of disordered eating. Absolutely. Like, this whole thing, so the day before this happened, um, so I actually, because I grew up steeped in the diet culture, I have, I don't get crazy with it, 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 mm -hmm. but I have a very controlled eating style. I do food prep just because it makes my life easier. I try not to eat a ton of sugar just because I know I go off the rails when I do it. So, I, I mean, I have these things. Mm -hmm. And the day before this thing came out, I went into work and I bought Pop-Tarts because it turns out that they're vegan. Oh, yeah? The ones I got. <laughs> and it hit me the day, once this whole Weight Watchers thing came out, that I completely confessed to my husband that I did it. Like, I came home and I said, Chuck, I ate Pop-Tarts. Chuck's response was, so what, were they good? <laughs> but I realized after that that I have this, like, Catholic guilt dieter thing. repentance, you're mm -hmm. asking for. That if I eat something bad, I feel like I need to tell someone about it. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, another whole thing I was, like, getting into, thinking about all these things. The other thing in response to what you were saying like just with the studies on children is I was talking to a friend who was a nurse practitioner who brought up the point because I still have in my head that well I did something wrong as an eight-year-old to get fat she brought up the point that doctors in healthcare are way too quick to go to well the kid just needs a diet instead mm -hmm. of seeing if there's something psychological happening behind it mm -hmm. and some of the research i had done was there is not enough asking a child why and you know i guess like this is tough the way i'm explaining it but why they're hungry are they tired are they sad are they legitimately hungry are mm -hmm. they because i think we have this filling need mm -hmm. and we use that a lot but that was actually pretty like poignant to me when she said that she said we have to look more as to why this child is gaining weight at the rate they are mm -hmm. and i thought that was actually pretty interesting especially still dealing with the shame of being a fatty girl <laughs> um there was the other thing. So I think, again, we all kind of go back to that point that, oh, it's nice Weight Watchers is doing this. 
In the research I did, and I knew this, Weight Watchers is a publicly traded company. Their point is to make money. They're not right. doing anything to be nice. Cargo right. actually already existed. Really? Yes, it existed. Does it exist of, right now? It existed yeah. outside like of Weight it, Watchers. Like they rolled it out? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It existed oh, wow. outside of Weight Watchers. They just purchased it, as far as I could see. Like if you go on Curbo's Instagram, they've been posting Instagrams for years. Wow. Okay. So I think they. Do we know what Curbo stands for? Curbo Fat Kids. Curve Yo Fat Kids. Curve Yo Fat Kids. Curve Yo Fat Kids. Probably. I think that I think that's precisely it. Kevin cut that. Leave it in. Make it the name of the show. This show is now called Curbo Fat Kids. No, Curb Yo Fat Kids. Curb Yo Fat Kids. Um, I think I read a quote, and again, like you, I did not, because this is so far from the fact, I kind of like threw myself into it right after it. Yeah, but we need to get better about slating people. We're going we're we're gonna to right nail now. it. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm not going to say the name of the person who I think this is. I believe it was the Weight Watcher CEO, is there's a 16% success rate with Weight Watchers, but they're not looking for that. They're looking for the 80 Four percent failure rate, like that's a pretty good business model. Because it keeps coming back. Right. Oh. Like sixteen yeah. percent, you're only losing six per sixteen percent of your business. Yeah, I didn't see it like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. I've been on Weight Watchers as an adult. As an adult who made my choice, I don't feel that I have any extreme eating disorders. Mm-hmm. I think I have similar to you, like. If I have a bad day, I'm like, I ate 18 buckets of fried chicken, Kevin. <laughs> it didn't right. really happen. But, yeah. like, I, I tend to be like, like, I'll even text my friends, like, guys, I have three donuts in the past hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like, when I have a bad day, I definitely, but I don't feel like I have an eating disorder in the sense of uh, anorexia or bulimia or even, like, Every extreme minute overeating. Every minute thinking of food. Right. Yeah. Um, but... I do sometimes think about breakfast when I'm going to bed, but I think that's more normal than people give credit. <laughs> I think I plan all my vacations just around what I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I've definitely oh, sure. eaten my way yeah. down the ocean boardwalk yeah. with my pregnant sister-in-law. I was like, let's eat everything. Um, but I did Weight Watchers as an adult because I was having problems with meal planning getting enough nutrition i have really low blood iron i have really low this or that i don't remember yeah but like i'm having problems getting correct nutrition Mm -hmm. now what i loved about the weight watchers app was that i could eat all of my points and donuts (laughs) (laughs) because it's just the point system right they're not grading me on nutrition they're grading me 100 percent on did you eat 25 points today Mm -hmm. I got way more than 25 points, <laughs> but I could eat them all in donuts if I wanted to. I mm-hmm. could eat them all in fried chicken if I wanted to, and mm-hmm. then eat, like, lettuce for dinner and be like, I had a great nutrition day. Mm-hmm. I, was, I ate all my points. As an adult, I've definitely told people that want to lose 15 pounds. Try Weight Watchers. You might get 15 pounds off. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to, I don't tend to tell overweight or uh or plus size or full figure whatever word we're using today Mm -hmm. um people what to do i usually tell skinny people like if you want to know about a diet don't research it don't buy it go ask a fat person that fat person has done it 
If they haven't done it, That's they know somebody who has done it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, and I think that's funny. It's like I could explain Weight Watchers very easily to you mm-hmm. how many points things are, how you get your points. Probably not the newest system. I know the newest system, you can eat, like, chicken for free. Yeah. So I would just eat grilled chicken all day long. I'd be, like, sitting at my desk with a bowl of grilled chicken because I'd be like, this is free, no right. points. Right. Um, but, like, we know the diet. That's something I said to somebody who was, like, we need to teach kids how to eat better so they eat better as adults. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, we don't need you to tell us how to diet. Mm-hmm. We know how to diet. Mm-hmm. That's not the thing. That's not the thing. Some of it is hereditary. Some of it is psychological. Some right. of it is this or that. So we need to kind of move past diets. It right. hasn't worked for the past how many hundreds of years. And that's why I feel like Weight Watchers is even doing this. Like, mm-hmm. the people are getting wise to the diet culture. There's millions of fat women who can prove that the diet culture is bullshit specifically weight watchers correct i mean i i've done it several times have I've you done lost, weight watchers no i, I never lost some weight, weight on it yeah oh i lost i lost 100 pounds on it oh. here i am now yeah that 100 pounds plus yeah. I also I couldn't figure it out. I'm not I've never been good at calorie counting, at even trying to um like figure out like how much I don't I can't like weigh things. I don't know how many ounces of stuff. Like yeah. that just turns me off so much. It just stresses me out. That is yeah. just I definitely have a food weight that's gathering dust yeah. in my kitchen right yeah. now. <laughs> I just I And keep... it's all with the best intentions. I mean us doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But I mean they don't have the best intentions, but yeah. Everything is just so overwhelming. I uh, for me at least. No, I think it is yeah. overwhelming. I think that's the problem is people get so into it or they like go crazy with it mm-hmm. that then they're just like, Let me shove this chocolate cake in my mouth. Right. Or that I was a failure because I had this and I'm I'm not I can't figure it out. I'm not within my points. You know, today. like they yeah. figured it out and like you said, you lost a hundred pounds. Why can't I just figure out how much chicken I just ate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So it's just and like, like forget no. going out to eat, forget having right. a drink with friends. Mm-hmm. They say you can do it, you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I followed this girl on Instagram that was a Weight Watchers, like uh, ambassador. Yeah. And everything, and after a while, she actually had to stop because she had gotten herself so restrictive. Like you said, she found herself not going out to eat. She couldn't do this. She was, yeah. it was not good anymore. It wasn't good for her mentally, and then she like had to stop and. Yeah. I'm much happier now. But. Even when I did Weight Watchers and lost 100 pounds, mm-hmm. I did not adopt a fully healthy eating lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would monitor my points like a hawk all mm-hmm. week. The day I got weighed, I'd go out and binge. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the cycle every week. Mm-hmm. So there was always that food reward at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been so conditioned as food is a reward mm-hmm. that even losing 100 pounds, I was still using it as a reward. Yeah. That's I, crazy, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they don't work with our mental, with the, your mindset. That's yeah. mm-hmm. what I am finding as well. A lot of this diet culture, like you said, isn't asking kids or adults why are you so hungry why are you eating this way or like do you have these tools to find out what you need let's take your blood work and see what you're low in you know you're deficient in things that i'm not deficient in and vice versa so it's like 
I don't need to eat all this iron rich things if I don't have to. Not that it's going to be bad for me, but you know what I mean? Your diet would look different than mine. Yeah. So it's hard. Well, I mean, drinking unnecessary blood of virgins is just wasteful. <laughs> I went to a nutrition, my doctor sent me to a nutritionist once. And I was kind of excited because I was like, oh, this lady is going to tell me how to not have to take this iron pill every day or how to do certain things. And I went to her. She told me I was dehydrated and that I should eat more vegetables. It was not the answer I was looking for. Mm -hmm. It was not the godsend I thought it was going to be. It was just some lady telling me something I already knew Mm -hmm. that I wasn't either doing or wasn't seeing an effect. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I wanna I wanna to explain that we are not saying we don't think kids should eat healthy or be taught healthy things. Right. Of course. We don't want these kids to be called obese. We don't want these kids to be fat. We don't want them to have a hard time. Right. But like we want things to be different for them. We mm-hmm. want them to have a childhood. A childhood <laughs> and to be able to fill up the space they take up. And to yeah. eat and pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Or go to a birthday party and not be right. like, my mom brought me diet Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. Right. So that when you're eating ice cream, I can eat <laughs> some Halo Top. Right. Like, it's, yeah. that's what we're looking for. We're, mm-hmm. we're looking for a, a societal way. change, not the change of a fat kid. And yeah. to protect these children, because they are at risk. They are at risk. <laughs> Nina has a cat in her lap right now. <laughs> Nina is allergic to cats. <laughs> I just don't know what he's doing. He's, he's loving on you. Oh, he wants, okay. He likes the scratches, so he lays down. Oh, and, like, okay. Up. I didn't yeah. know if I'm like bothering him or not. No, he, keeps, he like, likes flipping. it. No, that's what he likes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, oh, you know what I think we should bring up because one of the things it also brought up for me is so because of my involvement in a an average size fitness community, I have these conversations a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like to try to make the people I work with understand where my perspective is, because they don't always know it. Mm-hmm. Like, an average-sized white male doesn't quite understand where we come from. Maybe, uh, like, and not saying anything good for them for being like that. Mm-hmm. But average, maybe an average-sized woman might not understand. So I like to try to explain my perspective. One of the things that hit me was that as a fat person, a fat female, our bodies are constantly scrutinized. And I think the Weight Watchers app completely brought that to the surface for me. Like, I think I just, like, have blown it off before. But I live in a body that people have the... They're comfortable with either pointing out that they like my big ass in a public situation... They like to compliment my husband on getting with that thick, juicy thing or whatever. Like, my body is never my own. Mm -hmm. We all get diet information. Mm -hmm. I think it was last week a man walked by me and just said, you're big sexy. And when I made, like, a noise, he... He said that you're dumb ugly. He clarified that he was not trying to pick me up it was a compliment. I don't want your compliment. Right. But I don't feel like, and our Even husband small would segment, probably... I don't want that compliment. My our husband ha- has never been complimented. For, I compliment him often. 
I compliment my husband very aggressively <laughs> about how lucky he is to be married. I might say you're average sexy. I like to tell, like, I went to my husband's, like, school reunion, and I was, like, I was leaving a little early, and I was, like, have you shown off your trophy wife enough? Like, I compliment him on marrying me, and what a good job he did. Because he did do a good job, and he should be. But I don't believe other men are, like, look at that fat ass you got there with your wife. I like your pectoral muscles. They look big sexy. Yeah. Um, But that was just, like, another thing, and then I think... Female, number one, you probably get it all the time. But being a fat female, you definitely get it. Mm-hmm. And I, that was like, that was a little bit claustrophobic to me right mm-hmm. after that thing as I was like, God, the world is just always looking at my body. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's problematic. I mean, uh, that's what I, that was my problem in high school. Like, I was never, I'm thankful that I have a mother who, like, my mom didn't keep a scale in the house. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't pressure me to diet. My mom uh, my mom thinks I can do everything. If they need somebody to sing in the show, she's signing me up. If somebody <laughs> needs a mural, I got it. Like, my mom yeah. thinks I can do anything. <laughs> and so in high school, I really wasn't bothered necessarily with the size of my hips or my waist. What I was bothered with was the size of my of my breasts and the size and the and the curviness of my hips in the fact that men looked at me and it grossed me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not just teenagers, grown men. I remember my dad... They sexualized you. Yeah, my dad's friends. I, I threatened to stab my dad's friend in the face regularly. <sighs> because he was like 45 and I was 16 or 17 and he was constantly like when are we going to go out? And I was like, never. I'm going to stab you in the face with this fork. I used to threaten violence on him because he was gross and he yeah. needed to go away. So, like, my problem wasn't, I, as we discussed previously, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with myself, but, like, for a long time, my issue was I was being sexualized or people were mm-hmm. giving me advice that I wasn't asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I know I've shown you all the first episode, at least, of Shrill, when yeah. um, when uh, the, the lead character is at a coffee shop looking at, like, a making fun of, like, a kickboxing flyer or something like that, and the girl whose flyer it is is like, I can help you get that inner skinny person out, and she's like, thank you, and then in the end, she, she runs into her again, and the lady's like, I didn't, you didn't call me, and she's like, yeah, I don't think it's for me. And the lady's just like, I was going to help you. Like, I didn't, first of all, I didn't ask for your help, lady. She doesn't say that. She just says, fuck you or go fuck yourself, (laughs) which is just as good in my opinion. (laughs) But, like, that's the kind of stuff that happens is you get offered, like, I I didn't ask for your compliment. I didn't ask for your dieting tips. I didn't ask for your help. If I were to go to you and say, like, Megan, I really want you to help me, like, we've been discussing... I, I can sit, I can go through a 45 minute spin class. I cannot walk up the set of stairs <laughs> without breathing heavy. And like, I've gone to you guys and been like, let's practice walking upstairs. Let's just walk up hills and stairs until we're good at it. Um, but that's different. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't come to me and be like, Jamie, 
I heard you huffing and puffing. <laughs> it did teach you how to walk upstairs. Exactly. I can help that inner stairwalker <laughs> yeah. come out of you. Stairwalker. That sounds like a Star Wars name. But I think there's also, though, like, even we're kind of going off topic here. I have found that I've spent a lot of my adult life with people who do, do not inhabit the same size body as me. So I've always been fighting to keep up. But then I find a group of girls like you, and it is completely comfortable to be like, listen, I hyperventilate when I walk upstairs. Can we do this together? Yeah. And you guys will agree, yeah, like, totally, stairs suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After four, I'm done. <laughs> so I also think that there is a power in having, a, like, a, a group of people who are like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why it's important not to, to move, I guess we're going to move kind of fluidly away from Weight Watchers mm-hmm. into right. um, just fitness in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important for there to be fitness trainers or fitness or teachers, uh, yoga teachers such as yourself, to help bring these people in and show them, you can work out. You can do these things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a size six and running at, you know, marathon speed. Is there a speed to marathon? <laughs> do I sound Time? like a girl who doesn't know how this works? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, like, you can do these things and, and increase your fitness and feel better and walk upstairs better. Um, and I think that's why it's important that we have people of all different shapes, sizes, races, creeds, sexualities, whatever, genders doing these classes. Absolutely. Um, you even find in yoga, like, just men coming in. I, Whenever a man comes to the class, they always ask, so do, do other men start coming? Because it is a very female-dominated class. The other thing is, like, listen, I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but I right away disarm people by being a fat person who is claiming to know what they're doing. So I make people more comfortable. Right off the bat. I mean, that's why I went For to sure. your class. Absolutely. I read the description. Well, first of all, I read the description, and it says you're a curvy girl. Mm-hmm. And in my brain, I was like, oh, this is going to be some size 10 girl with some big boobs, and she's going to be like, curvy girl yoga. <laughs> and then I came into class, and I was like, oh, no, it's really one. <laughs> it's really one of us. She's one of us. <laughs> and that really was comforting, and it was comforting that it wasn't just a class of like, it really is a mixed class. There are older people, there are younger people, there mm-hmm. are thinner people, there are bigger people. Mm-hmm. And it is a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is that we're so comfortable with each other. Even new people, I think, get really comfortable really fast mm-hmm. because nobody's showing off. Mm-hmm. I show off a little. But you guys have all gotten to that point. <laughs> like, my way of teaching a class is not going to be like... I. Week after week, I do push people to do things mm-hmm. because that was part of my body acceptance was pushing past my comfort. Mm-hmm. Like you, uh, granted, and the other thing we always have to learn is you're in control of your practice. So when Megan is going off the rails, <laughs> which she often does, <laughs> <laughs> when she forgets that we're in a hold for five minutes, because right. I'm so excited about something. <laughs> It's giving you the allowance to say, I think that's like the important thing with fitness is, especially as big body people, we're so afraid to not keep up 
but I feel 100%. like I try to give my students the tool, tools to say, this is your practice no matter what. Mm -hmm. Spin, for example, you want to sit there and not spin the whole time? Really, it's your, it's your spin class. Mm -hmm. And I think just as being big body people who were constantly just trying to keep up and seem quote unquote normal, we like kill ourselves to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, I think my, I always say my secret to body positive yoga is there's nothing special about it except giving yourself the allowance to make it your own practice. Mm -hmm. There, all fat teachers are now fired because I just gave the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, other fat teachers. It's <laughs> lost the business. <laughs> Kevin cut that out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to become one. <laughs> I know, and then I just screwed the business for you. Yeah. So <laughs> Megan and I are going to get certified to be spin teachers. That's our new goal. Because spin is definitely, there's not, it's not very fat representative. We have a great teacher. She's very, mm -hmm. she's very emphatic about this is your ride. I want you to be at a 6 out of 7 or a 6 out of 10. Whatever 6 out of 10 is for you, it's going to be different than it is for the other person. Mm -hmm. But I think it's different coming from somebody that's crazy skinny and killing it on the bike versus somebody who maybe is, like, going the same speed as you because their 7 out of 10 is the same as yours. Right. But... <laughs> Are you okay? What one time is not going to spin this week? I kicked a chair. I'm okay. But also, with that said, I think there's all different personality types of fitness practitioners. Me and Jamie have the attitude that we walk in, like, kicking down the door, being like, fuck this, we're riding a bike. Like, we just kind of balls to the wall, walk into any fucking situation, and I think we know that we're going to make each other laugh, so it doesn't matter. We're going to be in our own world. Mm -hmm. But there are completely different personality types that come mm -hmm. in, and you have to be cognizant of it. I see it all the time as being a teacher. Mm -hmm. um, I don't always allow this with Nina, but I know Nina does not like being singled out. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> as we single you out. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> No, but, but you know what... I would know... I think I would know when you to back got it. off. Yeah, exactly. But I know when to... Because sometimes it is nice to be singled out when you're being positive. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, that looks great. Or, you know, I wouldn't do something in front of the class, you know, in the middle of the room. But... Hence yeah. the <laughs> biggest protester of the soul line dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excited for you guys to do it. <laughs> That's the great thing about Nina. She's got our back. I'm 100%. very supportive. Very supportive, yeah. But she's, she's like, don't point at me when you guys are acting like assholes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I, I teach you. Yeah. And <laughs> how to relate to a different personality. No, absolutely. And I think that's important because there's validity to all of that mm -hmm. and I can relate mm -hmm. to that about you mm -hmm. Yeah, and it makes me more aware and mm -hmm. I don't like it's not good or bad I mean teachers probably hate me and Jamie 
<laughs> and I'm a teacher myself. You're a teacher. We got shushed last class. <laughs> Teachers gotta teach. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I'm just, listen, I'm Nina and Jamie when I'm not in a teaching position. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we went to a kickboxing class once in Philly, and it was our first time there. Actually, it was our only time there. Mm-hmm. But we went. The guy was taking, like, Insta stories for for the, the Insta group, for their Instagram. How many times can I say Insta? Insta. <laughs> Um, on his Instamatic. And I watched it later, and like I'm like beating the crap out of this this bag, and then he scrolls over to <laughs> he moves over to Megan, and she's looking over, sort of smiling at the camera, <laughs> and punches a punching bag. But like, so she does act up. But like, she's right. Like we walk into the class, and like I have something to prove. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not we have big quit. chips on our shoulder. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to fail just because you look at me and you think I can't do it. I'm going to prove to you I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be sweaty and disgusting at the end of this, and I might throw up on you, but I'm going to finish. <laughs> but that's where, and I think this is your strong point, Nina, you understand your boundaries. <laughs> but And you do, even though it's like you articulate or you're able to articulate <laughs> where your boundaries are. Yeah. Me and Jamie will end up in the hospital. I scream things like, putting my arms down is for the weak. <laughs> when it's really it not. Me. I'm not judging anybody else who does it. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, no, I'm going to warrior two this until the end of the day. I'm not going to put my arms down. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. want to prove that I'm better than what people think I am. And not even necessarily better than what people I no, I don't. Yeah, I do want to prove it, but it's because mm-hmm. I am. Like I know I'm better when the, than what they think I am. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna show you. Mm-hmm. If I hurt myself doing it, I'm still gonna show you. And then, then I'm, I'm gonna, not gonna tell you I got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I've always had that limp. And then I'm gonna have a badass cast, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> Jamie, you got that cast in Shavasana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know it's, okay. it's still in yeah. Shavasana. <laughs> Um, but again, I think that is because whatever it is in our personality type, mm-hmm. we're like, well, fuck you, we're gonna do it. Yeah. And it's called uh, spiteful. <laughs> that's the word. We are spiteful. <laughs> but I do. I think that's uh, there's a Mr. Fountain. <laughs> that could break. Again, I think it's in different, you know, different things for different people, but mm-hmm. I think it's equally as important that Nina is very good about her boundaries. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, but it also, your guys's, that's not how you say that, but you guys, yes, I believe they yeah. say it in Pittsburgh, yes. <laughs> you guys, your, <laughs> your confidence and your doing things and whether you're proving it to yourself or the class or whoever, it just comes off as having fun and having confidence and not caring. That shows people like me who would rather be sitting in the corner, not doing anything that a person my size or that looks like me can do something like that. So it does, it gets me to do things that I would never normally do. It gets me to try new things. 
spin didn't go that great for me. <laughs> but I tried it because I knew you guys could do it. And that is not something I would ever, on my own, sign up for. Yeah. You guys do, you know, I was... I may not do it, but I'm interested in what you guys are always doing. Kickboxing, you've done the pole dancing classes, you've done all the stuff, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you won't like pole dancing. (laughs) Nobody should do pole dancing. But it shows me that I can. It it has pushed me personally in the last year that we've known each other to do things that I'm not comfortable with. Which is good. Go back to kickboxing. I, 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 one, appreciated that you came to spin because nobody was coming with me and it was mm-hmm. a Monday night and I was like, I don't want to go on a Monday night by myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I really appreciated you coming with me and I think mm-hmm. it was good that you tried and it's not going to be for everybody. Right. And it's good that you were like, nope, mm-hmm. not for me. <laughs> I mean, I told you that if I could have walked out of that pole dancing class mm-hmm. five minutes right. in... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have been gone. I yeah. was just trapped in Philly, so I had to pretend like yeah. I was doing something right. other than cleaning the pole right. over and over again. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, and it's good to, I'm learning, you know, that it's good to test your boundaries and to be uncomfortable. I mean, there's a limit to how uncomfortable, and, you know, I made it 20 minutes through the 45-minute class, so I thought, <laughs> But that's all right. fantastic. Yeah. I was, like, when I, that whole... You trying the class and hating mm-hmm. it, like, no, I thought that was fantastic that mm-hmm. you were like, I'm not gonna sit through this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, there's, right, and it wasn't just like, there's many times, uh, you know, it wasn't like something like, oh, oh, I started sweating and I had to leave. It really was just not. <laughs> My body could not just do that. I really, yeah, I really overestimated. Yeah, I mean, underestimated. Um, never listen to two hard heads describe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Jamie will never, easy. like, no, well, no one will ever go to pole now because yeah. of Jamie's thing. <laughs> never go to pole now. <laughs> but I have found myself, because of the way I am, mm-hmm. in incredibly uncomfortable situations where, though I seem like I have so much confidence, mm-hmm. I won't just walk out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's good. Mm-hmm. At I some think, point, yeah. Yeah, I think there's times I need to be better Being too far out of your comfort zone. This is my boundary. Right. I need to go. Then mm-hmm. we talk about hyperventilating on the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I should have said earlier on, like, right. I can't walk up a hill. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, like, Kevin's family's all thin, fit, very uh, athletic people. Mm-hmm. They all like to jog. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not. And, mm-hmm. like, I work out. I do yoga. I do spin. Mm-hmm. We do kickboxing. Everyone's in Ohio. We're going to do it more. Mm-hmm. We were on vacation in the Poconos and they decided they were going to walk up this mountain and I am, it's winter. I'm drenched in sweat and mm-hmm. I am breathing. Like it sounds mm-hmm. like I'm going to give birth. And it makes it worse because then you try to hide breathing. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't want them to judge me. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to think that I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, they can do this. Mm-hmm. I can. It's just a little harder on my body. Mm-hmm. And i got to take my time. And I can't do their pace. Right. It's kind of... And I've been much more open with my in-laws with, like, mm-hmm. you need to understand that I'm a different kind of person than mm-hmm. you. And, like, it's not easy for me to go to the doctors and get something checked. Mm-hmm. When I get something checked, it's like... Have you tried losing weight? Right. Well, no, doctor. My nose is bleeding. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with it. And, like, they, I need them to understand. Like, it's hard for me to travel because 
my ass isn't always going to sit in that seat or fit mm-hmm. in that seat. And like, I've tried to be really open with them about my perspective as a plus size woman that it's not going to be the same experience mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. And at first I was trying to hide it and I was trying to like not... They'll never notice I'm fat. Not let them see that I was fat. Mm-hmm. But like now I'm like, oh no, I just need to educate them that this is going to be harder for me or mm-hmm. this is going to be different than me. Yeah. Not because they're judgmental or rude, but because they just don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't live that they life. They don't have my body. Right. They don't have anybody in their family that has this body. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if yeah, I don't my tell them, are the same exactly who's going to tell them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they're pretty open about it. Mine, are, mine have been pretty... Accepted. I kind of make them. Yeah. Like, I'm, I know, my in-laws are very good. They're mm-hmm. very nice people. They're very mm-hmm. um, thoughtful mm-hmm. and understanding. And they, like, my mother-in-law wants to understand everything. Mm-hmm. She asks a million questions. And it's great because, like, like it's good. She wants to understand mm-hmm. where I'm coming from. Or she wants to understand, like, why I have a skull and a anatomical heart above my fireplace but then I have this lady in a fancy dance <laughs> dress in my dining room like she wants to know what makes me new mm-hmm. so like thankfully I have very good understanding people in my life mm-hmm. but it's I have to educate them or else they're not going to understand what I'm going through and I'm going to live my life hiding stuff mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think it took me much longer to get to the point where you are so I think that's well you started yeah. off much younger than me yeah. I'm old and set my you mean ways. Like married? Like married. Oh yeah. Is that what you mean? Like with your in-laws? Well, no, just in general and like oh. still like I, I I find it I think I really only started embracing telling people what's different in my world. Why this may be a little more challenging for me. And because again, like we said, we have that hard head attitude. I've agreed to doing some crazy stuff, and maybe I don't always need to. And that's all for me. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want to move on to Lizzo? Yeah. Go for it. It's your budget. No, I just was, um, because I'm of the older generation, I did not have I definitely did not have any fat role models when I was younger. Um, Wilson Phillips. Okay, but she was always the butt of the jokes. (laughs) She was like the queen of, but she's got a pretty face. Roseanne, butt of the joke. Yeah, let me try to think of my other. Natalie from Facts of Life. Natalie, but again. She's the funny one. We can't help it that we're funny. Oh, I know, but. Mama Cat. (laughs) Again, (laughs) she has a really good voice. Like she, oh, they only got seen for one thing. Yeah. So that's the story of my life, and I didn't have fat role models. Um, Ursula. I mean, she, Sorry, I'm well, she's hot. <laughs> no, like my role models were growing up were RuPaul because he was tall and yeah. hot like me, and Ursula because she was fat and hot like me. Um, <laughs> But seeing Lizzo, like, kind of, like, take over and put, make her mark on, like, quote-unquote, again, normal music industry is so, it's almost like, it feels like a win for me. And when I, I later, after the VMAs, I was watching clips of it, and I was, just, it just hit me 
that it was huge. Like, here was this woman taking up her space. Are we in Missy, Elliot? Or are you guys older? No, I guess we did have Missy. I don't want to butt anything, because Missy yeah. Elliot is Missy Elliot, and she's fine just as where she is. But I think... I Maybe it's it's the thing with... That I feel like Lizzo is like a sex symbol, also. Yeah. And she's yeah. so aggressive about yeah. that. Yeah. In a right. Good way. Yeah. Like where I think Missy mm-hmm. Elliott, as bomb as she is, mm-hmm. probably dialed that back a little oh, bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I think Lizzo comes right out and is mm-hmm. like, I am big, I am sexy, like mm-hmm. here I am. And I'm extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. So when I was re watching the VMA videos, I was, it really struck me that this is a big woman who's beautiful, who's sexy, who's smart, and who is taking up her space in the world Mm -hmm. and not just being the pretty face or something. So I was really moved by her performance. And even though she is probably, what is she, like 20 something? I mean, she could be my child. I was like, yes, there is a giant inflatable ass on the stage. Like, ladies, we are taking our space in the world. And it's, it goes beyond that. I mean, all of her dancers are full-figured ladies. Right. And She's 31. Oh. Mm-hmm. And everybody, please stop calling her brave. So insulting. I haven't call. seen that. Oh, she's so mad. <laughs> I get it. Like, I had yeah. a I used to have a... Pixie cut, and my hairdresser used to tell me all the time how brave I was <laughs> to have it, and I was like, God, am I a yeah, Coco? that's never like, a compliment. Why, why am I brave? Yeah. Like, brave is not a compliment. Yeah. She's not brave. She's living her life. She's crushing it. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. doing an amazing job. Like, so you, you automatically take something from her when you mm-hmm. say yeah, this. Yeah, would you Because Beyonce's not brave. Yeah, would you, and Beyonce's a full-figured lady. Beyonce's not skinny. She's Call it what it is. She's full figured. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't look at Supermodel X. I don't know any supermodel names. Do we got anybody? Taylor Swift is not brave. Okay, you wouldn't call Taylor Swift brave for going out in a in a, a bodysuit. Bodysuit, exactly. Right. You might call her brave for writing about all of her ex-boyfriends or something like that, but you wouldn't call her brave for her looks or for mm-hmm. what she's doing mm-hmm. for skinny tall white girls. Mm-hmm. Like. It's not a compliment. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody is running into a building that is on fire to save puppies and snakes, (laughs) they are not brave. I mean, that's not the only way, but you know what I mean? I know. Unless they're doing something heroic, like... (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say something that was going to get me cut by Nina. (laughs) (laughs) You can give it a shot. I was going to say, let the old people burn. (laughs) I mean, absolutely cut that. I said puppies and snakes. Cut that, please. Do yeah, not who cares about the orphanage? I was Save the snakes. Of, I was thinking of Pee Wee. I know. <laughs> but it's just funny when you said that. I was picturing him going. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking 100% about I know, but it just struck me as it was just like, who cares about the old people and the babies in the orphanage? <laughs> Save the snakes. <laughs> but yeah, Lizzo's, Lizzo's killing it. She's inspiration to all of us but she's beyond that like she's so talented and she's so charismatic and she just draws people in like she uh, I hope she continues to be as successful as she's been because she's she's great she's so talented mm-hmm. it hit me so our spin instructor played a Lizzo song on our spin class this weekend and I was like oh it's so motivational just because it's Lizzo and she's taking up space 
Like, that is such a thing I come back to all the time is taking up your space in the world because I've never taken up my space vertically or horizontally. So when I see people doing it, I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. Fill it up. Fill it up. Fill it up. <laughs> you got That's it. Fill it up. <laughs> yeah, I think that she's great, too. I mean, she's also, I, I mean, I just recently started following her on Instagram. She's super vulnerable and honest, and mm -hmm. she was a band geek that got made fun of. She wasn't cool in high school. She wasn't cool. You know, she never was, so we, not to bring it all the way back to like the Weight Watchers and the kids and stuff, but these are the role models that the kids need. Yeah. You know what I mean? That she can kill it. She can do whatever she wants, yeah. you know, and they'll f hopefully find their community yeah. growing up. And if you don't think she's working her ass off right. every night, mm -hmm. twerk, oh my God, she right. works when she's not on stage. Right. I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> right. There's a lot of twerking. Right, right. Like, and she is killing it. And she she was in Philadelphia this weekend with Beyonce and Jay Z watching her. Yeah, from her the side. America. That was yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. It's so cool to see that. And I think she's not just breaking records or whatever. Like mm -hmm. she's one of three women who have been number one on Billboard. Really? Um, it was uh, for a solo project. Mm -hmm. So I think the three are Taylor. No, no. Uh, Cardi B. Somebody from a while ago. <laughs> R&B sensation Megan Peters. It's somebody. It's somebody. That's my that's my contribution to this. It's somebody. Somebody from a while ago. A lady who sung. Lizzo, where are you? Here she is. Okay. Add more burp. Oh, Lauryn Hill. Oh shit. Oh wait, now it says six female rappers have maybe I'm reading lies. Alright, don't put six that in. This one's towards themselves. Six female rappers have now reached number one on the hot one hundred. Lauren Hill, Lil Kim. Oh, Lil Kim was little Lady Marmalade. Oh, okay. Marmalade. Oh. So that was a group. Mm -hmm. Uh Shauna Music. I don't know who that is. Mm -hmm. Iggy Azalea, Cardi B, and Lizzo. That's crazy. I was like Lil Kim, what what pussy poppin' song got up? Pussy poppin'. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> extra things about Pussy Poppin'. Just repeat Pussy Poppin' no. and like add that like no. burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so what was I saying about Pussy Poppin'? <laughs> Pussy Pop. That's gonna be the loudest you hear me. <laughs> and the name of this episode is Pussy Pop. I'm sorry, Kevin. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Pussy Pop, also known as Kevin Cut This. That's so Featuring weird. Nina. <laughs> Featuring Nina. positive I mean relationship she's all about just being happy with yourself not relying on other people to make you happy mm -hmm. I mean everyone's like 
Lizzo didn't do this so I could be, be like so I couldn't like myself so everyone's like oh I like my outfit today Lizzo would like it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great yeah okay so the last thing I have is our fat girl half mm-hmm. of the week bam, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> the week is um, about clothing and makeup and all of the things that we buy that don't fit us right or don't we don't feel great in or we can't return. <laughs> um, something that we did this week that I thought was really fun and we're kind of, we're going to, we, we plan on expanding on it, is we did a clothes and makeup swap. So we all have different bodies. We all have different shapes. As Megan has told you, she's very tall, so things don't always fit her the same way as they fit me and Nina, mm-hmm. who are very breasty. Yeah. Sorry, Nina. That's <laughs> no, okay. I gave your secret it's away. <laughs> so when you see us, they're the ones with the big dick. Kevin's going to be so mad. <sighs> Warn him before. Kevin's going to be like, you guys took it upon yourself for something? <laughs> and some eyeshadows and some face masks and stuff. We just kind of threw them around the room and, mm-hmm. and everybody took what they wanted, took what fit them, took what they liked, and then I ended up with some leftovers that are still in my house that I will donate at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought that was a great um, a great idea. I think it was... I don't know who came up with it. Who came up with that? You did, I think. Oh, Megan, I think. Yes. Because I had a group of friends that were constantly doing clothing swaps and inviting me and mm-hmm. I'm like you guys are all size sixes <laughs> yeah. do you yeah. really want me to bring my 22s right. <laughs> so right. I always thought it was like such an awesome concept but it I yeah. don't have awesome sized friends like you guys mm-hmm. until now mm-hmm. so yeah well, it sure. was yeah. pretty good my mm-hmm. closet is restocked I am happy to have big busted friends Happy to have extra tall friend who everything is too short on. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that I thought that was a great idea. Uh, if you have a group of friends that's the same size as you, as you, I, I think Nina, you said that there's Facebook groups. You said there was Facebook. You said there was Facebook. Megan Peters said there was Facebook. But you totally can find like big girl clothing swaps or consignment things. I am in a local one. They don't do that much stuff, but they they are there. Mm-hmm. Start them on your own. Mm-hmm. Find your group of people who are like you. It really is. I'm happy I started teaching yoga to bigger bodied people because then I got an awesome group of friends that were like me, and it changes things. Mm-hmm. For Even sure. at 43. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I've done with my clothes, which I think is a good swap idea, not swap idea, hack, a good hack. There we go. Um, is my friend runs a theater department in Southern Delaware that is a low income area. They don't have a lot of money. I donate some of my fancier dresses to them for their theater department. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Because 
when they have bigger girls mm-hmm. they that want to be in the show, too. they have options. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And then, like, I gave some lace, like, I caught, I was like, here's some slutty dresses I don't need because I'm married now. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, if they if they cast a, a big girl in a slutty part, if somebody's playing Lola and damn Yankees, <laughs> they got a dress for it. They got right. a wiggle dress, a flubber print. Like, <laughs> it's there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a good way to give back, especially if you're a bigger mm-hmm. girl and you know that there's a part of, whether it's an inner city or just a lower income area, mm-hmm. and they have a theater department that's trying. Mm-hmm. I think it's great to kind of help out the fat chicks that want to be in the theater. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of times what happens is they get dresses that are made mm-hmm. or like right. poorly made, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> cheaply right, right. made, yeah, yeah. Or, or like no hate, like weirdly donated like grandmommy clothes. Yeah, mm-hmm. or so whatever they can find in a thrift shop that's their they'll spot. They'll fit them, right. right. Um, and a lot of these time, a lot of times these kids can't afford to go buy an outfit mm-hmm. for a play or go or I know one of my dresses went to a girl that just needed to dress for homecoming. Mm-hmm. Right. Because guess what? They had fancy dresses and because um, they had fancy dance their dresses available in their costume closet, they mm-hmm. were like, just wear one of these. It's not a costume. Mm-hmm. It can be, but it's not. Right. Um, I've also donated. I was in a lot of weddings mm-hmm. in my twenties, and I donated all of my wedding, all of my bridesmaids dresses to like prom dresses for girls in Camden because yeah, that's awesome if all the girls that donate are skinny ladies right what's gonna happen to those full figure girls that need a prom dress so, and you, you remember like that brings up those feelings of being like well that's not gonna fit me at the dress up party yeah 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 so it is nice to find get yourself a community you know yeah. and swap it out cause like we're, I was saying before I've I've been to, like, thrift shops and stuff, and they're fun, and you find certain things, but there's really not a lot of really plus-size Us fat ladies stuff. hang on to our clothes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No. Or pass it to another girl, you right. know? I so. definitely hang. Like, I've had a lot of the clothes that I gave away the other night, mm-hmm. like, just hanging in my closet. Like, maybe one day I'll get a breast reduction and right. I can wear this dress. <laughs> right. Like, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. If Megan can wear it. Right, why Were there not? itty bitty titties? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Body <laughs> shamer. <laughs> you have a normal size chest. Going <laughs> <laughs> right? to be a normie. Oh. It's okay. You can have some of mine. It's all right. I understand I don't fit in with you girls. <laughs> oh, here Stop we go. Kevin, <laughs> cut this out. <laughs> Mina's like, I won't let myself be the bully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am good in all of this. Yes. <laughs> no, but I think it was great. That was the first time I've ever done something like that, and that yeah. was fun. And next and time then, I'll remind Casey to bring clothes. Right. She lucked out. She could like made all the best. I'm gonna make her just bring clothes. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> be like, don't get anything about her. Give yeah. us your clothes. Yeah. Well, I like too that we've kind of started this thing with like outfit of the day. Cause then I know yeah. what I'm eventually getting from yeah. Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie sends us pictures of her outfits at, at work. I mean, to be fair, I'm taking those pictures for myself, and then I'm like, it's weird if I just take this for myself. I better send it to somebody. Ah, that's the same reason I share back. Yeah. <laughs> you guys and my husband get it. <laughs> yeah. I send it to you guys. I send it to 
uh, Kim Casey and Becca, and then I send it to Kevin sometimes. <laughs> it's mostly to you guys. I don't want Kevin to get sick of me. That's all right. I like to keep the magic alive. We've got so many cats walking over this table. You know, only one of your eyes is terribly red. <laughs> I'm okay. I know what them. Um, what I'm about. But yeah, in the future, uh, we'll have some guests, nurse practitioners, maybe some fitness people other than Megan. Pop that pussy. Meow, 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 meow. Goodbye. I was just trapped in Philly, so I had to pretend like I was doing something. Right.